Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 13th of August. A day after a quiet Eid in Kashmir with reports of some people being injured in a few incidents, the government still maintains that the situation there is normal. A top official of the government also claimed that the state will witness grand celebrations on Independence Day. In fact, some reports even claim that Amit Shah himself will unfurl the tricolour at Lal Chowk on that day. According to latest reports, Jammu and Kashmir Principal Secretary Rohit Kansal has said that prohibitory conditions have been relaxed in parts of Kashmir and Jammu is almost entirely free of restrictions. In the middle of all this, Congress asked the Jammu and Kashmir Governor Satyapal Malik to invite an all-party delegation to Kashmir. This came after Satyapal Malik said he will send a special plane for Rahul Gandhi so he can visit the valley. In response, Rahul Gandhi said all he was asking was for freedom to meet people, not an aircraft. The Ministry of Home Affairs issued a statement today on the stories in media about the incident in Sora region of Srinagar where a huge crowd of protesters were seen scrambling around while what sounded like gunfire could be heard in the background. According to the statement given by the MHA spokesperson, on the said day, miscreants mingled with people returning home after prayers at a local mosque. They resorted to unprovoked stone pelting against law enforcement forces to cause widespread unrest. It was only last week that the government of India had contacted international media such as Al Jazeera and BBC over the same videos on the protests, calling them fabricated. The government also asked them if they had any evidence to prove the videos were real. The news organizations, however, insisted that the videos were genuine and that they could produce raw footage if required. Meanwhile, in New Delhi, Anuradha Bhasin, the editor of Kashmir Times, who had filed a plea in the Supreme Court seeking removal of restrictions on media in Jammu and Kashmir, was asked by the top court bench to hand over a memo to the court registrar for an urgent listing of her plea. Bhasin's advocate, Vrinda Grover, sought directions to ensure that state administration creates an environment that allows journalists and other media personnel in the state to practice their profession amid the unprecedented lockdown in the state. The bench headed by Justice Arun Mishra told her, and I quote, you hand over the memo to the registrar and he will look into it, unquote. Grover told the bench that Bhasin is an editor of a leading daily in Kashmir and there has been a complete lockdown in the valley due to which journalists are unable to work. To this, the bench replied, and I quote, we will see, unquote. Talking of journalists in Kashmir, we were finally able to receive a ground report from our reporter Ayush today. It has been five days since he left for Kashmir and we lost touch with him. Do you know how he managed to send a story? in a pen drive with someone who was travelling from Srinagar to Delhi. And he's not the only one doing this. In his report, Ayush talks about how difficult it has been for journalists to report from the valley after Article 370 was revoked. You have to read it. The other plea filed by Tehseen Poonawala against the continued detention of leaders, the curfew and the communication blackout was also heard at the Supreme Court today. The court asked the government how long they were going to continue the restrictions. The Attorney General responded saying, and I quote, We are reviewing the day-to-day situation. It is a highly sensitive situation. It is in the interest of everyone. Not a single drop of blood has been shed and no one has died. 
The apex court said it will wait for the return of normalcy in Jammu and Kashmir and will take up the matter after two weeks. Besides the petitions filed by Poonawala and Bhaseen, the National Conference has also moved to the Supreme Court challenging the changes made in the constitutional status of Jammu and Kashmir, contending that these have taken away the rights of its citizens without their mandate. The BJP has become the main party of opposition in Sikkim after 10 MLAs of the Sikkim Democratic Front joined the BJP in New Delhi today. The mass switch is expectedly a huge blow for former Chief Minister and SDF founder Pawan Kumar Chamling, who governed the state for almost a quarter of a century. The 10 MLAs met senior leaders and were welcomed into the BJP by working President J.P. Nadda and General Secretary Ram Madhav. Dorje Chiring Lepcha, a senior leader of SDF who joined the BJP, said, and I quote, We want BJP to form a government in Sikkim and our primary focus will be to increase the grassroots presence of BJP in the state. This will help us strengthen the organizational structure of the party, unquote. Chamling's tenure ended in May when his party lost the state election to a resurgent Sikkim Krantikari Morcha or SKM. His party, SDF, won 15 seats, while the Sikkim Krantikari Morcha won 17 in the 32-member assembly. Since two of the SDF MLAs had won from two seats, they resigned from one seat each, reducing the party's strength to 13 in the Sikkim assembly. The BJP did not win a single seat in the state polls. The present strength of the Sikkim assembly is 29, as three seats are vacant. Three MLAs, including Mr. Chamling, who contested from two seats, had resigned, paving way for bipoles which are expected to be held in October. While several organizations stepped in to arrange special meals and new clothes for those living in relief camps in Kerala on the occasion of Eid, the death toll has risen to 85 in the state. In Karnataka, Gujarat and Maharashtra, a total of 116 people have lost their lives so far due to the monsoons. In Gujarat alone, 31 people have died in rain-related incidents in the last five days. In the Himalayan state of Uttarakhand, which is also experiencing bouts of heavy rain, six people, including a woman and her nine-month-old daughter, were buried alive in landslides across Chamoli district. Reports of more rainfall are also coming in from Jammu, but due to lack of communication, there are no substantial reports. Five people were also killed in West Bengal and Odisha in rain-related incidents yesterday. A total of more than 200 people have lost their lives due to monsoons in India so far. A cloud of smoke and soot bigger than the European Union is billowing across Siberia as wildfires in the Arctic Circle rage while we are recording this right now. This is the third month and the climate disasters continues to get worse. Nearly 5.5 million hectares are in flames, mostly in Siberia, with smoke clouds covering more than 5 million square kilometers, more than the size of the European Union. The usually freezing region, which is an important part of the planet's cooling system, is releasing huge amounts of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and worsening the man-made climate situation. 50 megatons of carbon dioxide was released in June and last month it rose to 79 megatons, equal to the exhaust fumes of 36 million cars. The intensity of the fires continues with 25 megatons released within the first 11 days of August. We are doomed, people. All those dystopian novels and movies we read and watch, they don't seem too far-fetched now, do they? That ended on a grim note. 
Let me cheer you up with some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. Did you guys watch the Honorable Prime Minister with Bear Grylls last night? Do tell us what you think in the comments section after you read Rajeshree's review where she calls it the tamest episode ever of Man vs. Wild. She thinks it was like Bear Grylls' version of Barefoot in the Park with Modi. We at News Laundry want to bring you details of ownership patterns and big news houses so you know where your news is coming from. To help us dig deep into the business of news in India, we need your support. Contribute to News Laundry Sena's Who Owns Your Media Project. Go to www.newslaundry.com slash Sena and find the Who Owns Your Media Project. Select your News Laundry Sena membership level and click on Add and then proceed to payment. If you face any issues while paying on the website, you can also send us money via PayPal at paypal.me slash newslaundry. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please.